With uh, Jenna's statement about like sticking together, I know a lot of people who agree with me. Like, and it comes to like the language. So I'm not fluent in Arabic. I can understand like bits of Arabic, basically. Where I don't know if my mom's speaking English or Arabic with me because I'm so used to her speaking to me. I'm used to my grandmother speaking to me, my aunt. But if I go to meet someone who's fluent in Arabic. And they're from overseas, or someone who was born here, and they're just fluent in Arabic. Like I can't have a conversation with them if it's in Arabic. I can only have a conversation in English. I can get bits and parts of like what they say to me, and it's one of those things where like I've gotten judged so many times for it, where people are like, "Oh, you don't know Arabic? Then you're not Arab." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, test my blood. I am Arab. It's just the fact that I don't know Arabic because." It's one of those things that when I grew up, my parents spoke English with me because I was raised in America. I was born in America, um, but it's the fact that like I never really spoke Arabic growing up. I did more than I do now, only because I mean now I have a job, I go to college, and I see more people than I did when I was little. Um, so yeah, I know a lot of people who it's the same way with like Spanish. Um, a lot of my friends who some of them know Spanish, some of them don't. And they've even told me that, like, they've gotten judged for it. And it's just one of those things that's, like, it's something I don't favor from the culture. Where just because I'm Arab, I don't know Arabic, I just get judged for that. And it's one of those things that's it's not the best. So. For me, I grew up in a household where both languages were, languages were kind of spoken. And then I also went to Arabic Saturday school or some people went Sundays but I still never... I could get bits and pieces. I could get my message across, but it's nothing, like, fluent. But I think that goes in perspective of, like... I don't know. I went to an all, like... English was spoken at school. That was, like, the only language. I came home. I spoke Arabic with my parents. There's, like, some words that... Sometimes when I'm trying to translate to English, I can't think of it because I've spoken it so many times in Arabic that it just sticks to it in Arabic. But then there's, like, my grandparents who... I guess as they, like, the longer they were here, the more English they started speaking. So there's some words that they'll say in English, but, like, there's some. So it's, like, kind of a mixture of both that I get. But then I comprehend more than I could speak. I know when I go to overseas, everyone, like, trashes my Arabic. <laughs> like, they'll be, like, laugh at me. They're, I, I'm, like, I can't even talk to my grandma normally because, like, I throw in Arabic words and English words in the same sentence, and I'm like, wait, let me let me try to re-say that like real quick. Arabic. Yeah, my broken Arabic, but like, I'm not that bad at it. But I don't know. I just feel so awkward having a conversation in Arabic because I'm so not not used to speaking wait. all day in Arabic. You know, like I speak English all day. My parents speak English to me. My mom will literally talk to me in Arabic, and I'll respond to her in English. Like, <laughs> like I just it just kind of it makes you feel some type of way when you go back there and people are like oh, your Arabic is so bad, like, sorry, I mean, I speak English all day. What is it called, the Arabizi? So, it's a combination of Arabic and English in one word. Like, I guess, like, I'm the only one here who probably speaks, like, fluent Arabic. Um, (laughs) He's a fob on the low. (laughs) She hates (laughs) us. I was just saying, okay, it's like, 
I like, I mean, like, I was born here, but I only went to preschool in here. So, like, when I turned six years old, I moved overseas and I lived there for nine years. So, like, obviously, I speak fluent Arabic. But I don't think, like, all Arabs are the same, like, who are, like, judge others because they don't speak Arabic. Like, I don't, I personally don't do that. Like, I have, like, cousins who don't speak fluent Arabic, but, like, still understand. So, I guess it's not like if you don't speak Arabic, you don't want to say they understand it. Like, you'll probably understand it, but, you know, I feel like it's okay if you don't speak, like, fluent Arabic, like... I, for example, I don't consider myself fluent in, fluent in English because, I mean, like, I came here four years ago and I still kind of, like, I still, like, I guess, keep, like, I still improve in English and that's something, like, that's, like, I guess, like, I'm, like, fine about, like, I don't, like, complain about it because, you know, that's just the way it is, like, other people are not as good as in Arabic and I call myself not as good in English, but, you know, like, you can always improve and you can always learn. Um, no, so when I was little, ever since like I think maybe it was like two years old, I started going to Amman every year and for like a month. So I started slowly picking up the language when I was there, um, you know, listening to what people were saying and then catching on to words and then started putting words together into sentences. Amman is overseas, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. It's a Jordan. 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 Yeah. But um, I feel like, oh, sorry to cut you off. I just want to say that it's more of like, I feel like the younger generation is more open to it than the older generation. The older generation of are so stickler with everything and everything has to be done by the book. And if you were a certain thing and you don't look a certain way, then your grandma will come at you. I know my grandma always does that to me. She's like, why are you wearing that? Go change. And I'm like, she, like, she will never go out in her pajamas. I go out in my pajamas. She'll look at me like I'm crazy. And she's like, no, you cannot go out like that. How are you going to go out like that? I'm like, I'm going to Walgreens. Like, I'm not going anywhere else, you know? And, like, I feel like the younger generation, because most of us are kind of, like, more grown up here, we kind of understand more and we're less kind of, like, strict about these certain traditions or these expectations that more of our, like, parents or our grandparents have or what they went through growing up back home or even just growing up here. Sorry to cut you off. You can continue but, now. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off too. But I feel like the younger generation now, we still hold, hold like still hold to our kind of cultural things. Like when you go to an Arab wedding, it's usually the younger men and women who are leading the Depka line. And you see us like jamming down the street with our Damir Husni or Mohamed Asif blasting. Exactly. That was my favorite too. So it's like we still hold like our culture even though like i might not understand what he's singing about but i <laughs> used to like kind it's of the enjoy beat that it it's the beat that matters yeah just like the dubka beat i guess like, yeah. Yeah. Hear, like, like and everything. are we back to me now yeah, yeah. Okay. um so yeah continuing with my story before i got cut off um yeah so you know ever since i was two i was i would go every year to Amman jordan um basically I would like pick up you know the words and then connect them to senses and stuff like that and then by like the age of seven I started learning how to actually start talking and I started talking to you know my cousin's friends you know because we used to always hang out with them uh, during the day and night you know um, and you know growing up I think when I got into my teenage years I can actually finally start going around by myself without like my mom or my cousins or anything like that so I talk to the you know taxi drivers in Arabic and you know they'll understand me. So I think it's a plus you know learning, but obviously you know when living here you speak English all the time, um, and 
you know, you don't even really use your Arabic. So you start slowly forgetting uh, how to speak Arabic. But when you go overseas and start using it again, you start remembering more and how to talk properly. Uh, I know, like, one time when I came back from overseas, I think I was there for like a month and a half, uh, I started putting Arabic and English together on accident. And I didn't realize that. Um, and then, you know, someone caught me saying something stupid. <coughs> so um, I think it's definitely a positive to learn multiple languages. You know, obviously it's good for jobs and stuff like that. And, um, you know, when someone from overseas doesn't know where they what like what they want to do or asking you questions stuff like that you can respond back into to their native tongue and you know they'll respect that they like that more than if you speak to them in arabic and then back to the beat that we we're talking about with music sorry it's like kind of off topic but it's most arabic music that i think that play at weddings and like stuff that we listen to in our cars is really upbeat and there's like special instruments that they use to play it like a tabla which is like kind of a form of a drum it's like a handheld drum it's like a, ha- a handheld yeah. drum so it's like more upbeat and more i don't know you it get makes into you it get up and dance, dance basically yeah so sometimes you'll like go to an arab wedding even though some arab muslim weddings don't we, we don't serve alcohol but you'll be like are these Still people turn. are yeah are these people okay because we get into like our dancing yeah. in our music uh, part of me actually remembers a time when, I, so I've never gone to like a school dance or any school parties, but I've gone to someone's cantillion, which is, she was Filipino, and when she turned 18, she held, it was like a get-together kind of party with all her family there, so like, there was no drinking, but we still did play some songs, and I was like, so I've never gone to like any parties, so I was in the mindset that I still have to turn up, so... I actually went to one of my friends, Anthony, and put him on my shoulders and stood up with him on my shoulders. And everyone's just looking at us. And I'm like, okay, what are you guys doing? Get someone else on someone else's shoulders. <laughs> so we're there 10 minutes later. And there's like three people on someone's shoulders. And or like three different sets of groups, if you want to call it that, with just people on everyone's shoulders. And we're dancing. And then the next thing I'm like, okay, well, at Arab weddings, we grab people and throw them in the air. <laughs> So I grabbed my friend Anthony, my friend Anthony again, and um, well, I started throwing him in the air, and we just start doing it. We go in a row of all the guys there, so like it's not that. I mean, I like that cultures can mix. So I mean, hopefully Filipinos are going to start doing that at their events, weddings, <laughs> cantillions, and yeah, like by the end of the day, everyone was every guy was being thrown in the air. So like it wasn't like guys throwing women, but it was like you know women were doing their own thing and like. Guys were throwing guys in the air. Guys were being on, like, we were all on each other's shoulders. Like, it was great. And that's one of the things that, like, I love about the culture is that at weddings, we don't need alcohol to, like, influence us to have fun. Like, if there's a good beat, just expect that, like, someone's going on my shoulders. Like, because, as soon as the Debka beat oh. comes, like, that you'll see, like, a whole line, line of people dancing, oh, yeah. like, in the middle of the, like, pink or, like, in the middle of the hall. Yeah, like, as much as I love my family... Um, don't expect me to go to your wedding if there's no Depka. Like, if there's if there's going to be dancing, just put that in the invitation and I'll be there. Um, Depka is actually a form of, like, a line dance, dance. A traditional oh, line dance. So everybody's in a line holding hands, and it's mostly within the feet and legs the movement happens, and arms being thrown in the air if you're leading it. And there's, like, specific, like, 
songs for Depka. So like as soon as the Depka song comes, like everyone mm-hmm. would like know that that's a Depka song. Like and everyone would just join like the line. And like Depka in, in Lebanon is different than Depka in Palestine or Jordan mm-hmm. or Syria. Everyone kind of. Th- puts their own spin on it so like in lebanon specifically like if you're the male who's leading it you always get on the floor and you do this like one leg hop thing which is so super hard and i don't know how they do it but then we're palestinians kind of more just like you know kind of kicking your feet in the air kind of one two step like type of thing kind of like yeah this. but like lebanon lebanese people they just they'd be going wild like if you see their depka versus like palestinian depka like they they trash our Depka like <laughs> straight up. <laughs> also, um, if someone's curious about Depka, um, if anyone's from a Greek descent, it's similar to the Greek. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say line dance, but um, I don't want to like diss on it or say anything incorrect. But yeah, it's very similar to like a like, Greek I dance. Been, I don't know yeah. it specifically, but um, I've seen a couple of people do it before. So yeah, it's crossing cultures. Like Greece is pretty close, to, like Middle East. So. I think being able to grow up in Chicago, too, because there's such a diversity of people that live here. We get to know each other's cultures, but even within, like, the Arab community, there's such a diversity within the culture. So, like, most people here are not all from Palestine or all not from Jordan, but, like, we all do come from, like, Egypt, Iraq, Lebanon, like, Syria, Syria. like, there's such a diversity, so you... You kind of make friends with those people, and if you happen to go to, like, a celebration of some sort of, like, wedding, birthday, whatever it possibly is, like, you get to see, like, there are different things, and, like, there's stuff that we call or do, like, different words, I guess, have different meanings in their dialect that we would call, but it's just interesting because you get to know, like, I'm a Palestinian Muslim, so it's, like, I never understood, like, the Egyptian, like, culture or way until, like, I made friends with some people who are Egyptian. I mean, like, <clears throat> kind of going on that, like, the different cultures, like, I'm, like, like, from Palestine, I lived there, and, like, I'm, like, Palestinian, but, like, when I went to Stag, I, like, what I was, like, really <clears throat> happy about is that, like, there's such a huge diverse in, like, the Arabic pop, in the Arab population that I was, like, I didn't know about like in overseas I learned about Yemen I learned about Iraq Morocco but I'd never really like met people from there until like I went to Stag and I had like friends from Morocco Egypt like Syria Yemen and like I was so happy because like I didn't even know that like people from Morocco speak Arabic but like they act like I guess like it's like every country has like a specific accent like the different dialects yeah and like and people from Morocco, like, you wouldn't even understand what they're saying, like, at all. Or, like, I guess, like, Egypt is kind of, like, similar, but, like, I can still understand people who speak Arabic, Egypt. But, like, Morocco, for example, I was, like, shocked that I didn't, like, I didn't understand a word what they were saying. Like, I had two friends, like, close friends, but, like, they speak total different Arabic than, like, what Palestinians do or, like, Jordanians. Like, even, like, Palestine or Jordan and Jordan are right next to each other, so, like, it's like our Arabic accent is pretty much the same, but like for example, like Syria, Morocco, like Yemen, for example, no, like all of those are like different countries. Like they totally speak like a different Arabic accent than like Palestinians do, and it's something that like <clears throat> I guess like unites us all as Arabs. As like as soon as you hear someone speak Arabic, I can like, or maybe because me, just because I'm fluent in Arabic, as soon as I hear someone speak Arabic, I can probably tell them from what country they are. I guess it's just like an Arabic thing, I guess. But, like, it's easier, like, it's easy for me to tell what country they're from. But, like, again, like, I come from, like, a village 
in Palestine and there's a lot of people from that village who live here so it's for me like right now as soon as I see someone like even if I didn't know them I'll probably know that they're from that village or like and everyone I guess like kind of going back to like people Arabs judging each other like it's easier for like people from my village kind of to judge me because you know there's all there's like only a specific amount of us in like Emory and Valley or like Aztec High School that like if you do something that doesn't please them oh they're gonna be like oh like that girl she's from our village and she did something wrong but like <clears throat> I guess like other people maybe from other villages wouldn't really care like they would but probably not as much as people from the same type of village This is Nina Shoman Dajani, advisor to the Arab Student Union at Moraine Valley, and you've been listening to MBCC POV Voices from the Valley. This episode of MVCC POV was produced and edited by AWD PhD with music by Lakey Inspired. Thanks to the MVCC Library for supporting the podcast.